1: Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to break down at football Sunday and I guess Thursday, because we didn't do that last week. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband. Cause here we go. Three, two, one. We're back.
0: And now this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the charity stripe podcast with your host, Alex
1: we're back baby it's the charity try, Pitcher free throws because they have uh, sewed 360 something coming hot at you guys and all the other Sods before that one and it's me and toss on this one today nikki snacks Cryder unfortunately couldn't be with us he's at a photo shoot in las vegas uh he's working as an exotic dancer for the next like six days so that should be pretty interesting wishing him the best of luck it's at the bellage so that's kind of cool The like bush <laughs> the galen bellagio yeah too bad he's stunk because that would have been a good the hotel bellage that would have been a good uh, fantasy name. is that
0: guy on an nfl roster right now
1: i doubt it maybe don't think so what are you how are you well our fantasy team is not we played nick this week nick was asleep at the wheel in fantasy football And he left Will Fuller in there. Will Fuller didn't play. We were sitting pretty. Tua Tagovailoa, who's our quarterback, two, he injures his ribs and had to get carted off first quarter. First quarter. So he doesn't even play. So that's pretty much a zero. And then, honestly, our other quarterback stunk. Like Burrow was bad today.
0: Yeah, he was, he was, he, we're lucky he turned it around a little bit at the end because it was abysmal until he threw those two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, we almost hit our projection. We Waller wasn't great, so we're not sitting pretty there. My other league and Nick, we're up fifteen. And Nick has Hawkinson. In my other league, I'm up eight and a half. The other kid has Hawkinson. I literally need. I'm not rooting for an injury, but I need Hawkinson to like be like quadruple covered all night for some unknown reason. Yeah,
0: you just you you want a Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift feast on the ground game, but it's not going to happen. Obviously, it's looking pretty pretty dim for both
1: of us. Yeah. It's not looking good. Are you? How are you in your other leagues?
0: You know what? I did not have a good week across the board. One, there was nothing I could do. The other guy was just had everyone: Kyler and Kyler and Tyler Lockett and McLaurin on one team. Oh my so, god! Yeah, there's not much I'm doing that against is that
1: guy. Horrible. One, someone in my, someone in my other league had that too. Really? Uh, yeah. One, I'm up. I'm
0: up 15, and he's got Rogers. So unless Aaron Rodgers really is just coasting to retirement and decides like he doesn't want to play tomorrow and they pull him in the, after the first quarter, mm-hmm. that's looking bad. And yeah. then one, I, uh, my guys just, it's a standard league and none of my guys scored touchdowns. So oh, see, ya, yeah. yeah, couldn't
1: that's, do anything about
0: it. He also I, had Buffalo D Buffalo D and Matt Prater. So uh, when you get, when you get 32 points from your defense and kicker in a standard league, you're sitting pretty.
1: Yeah, it's over. And you guys, that's that stinks. That's that's just rotten luck. I had Marquez Callaway and Robbie Anderson combine for I think nine points. So that's yeah. my wide receiver three or an M four. It's a it's a it's an interesting league. It's two QBs, two wide receivers, two running backs, two, a flex, a tight end, and then a running back slash wide receiver and a wide receiver slash tight end. It's it's an insane league. No defense, no kicker. Um, but I had Derrick Henry, Tom Brady and Travis Kelsey, and they combined for a dis- point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Plus, plus Calvin Ridley. And King just, Henry uh, is back. Yeah. And I picked up James white. Mike Davis actually had a better game than I thought he would. So I benched him, but I still, James white plays still worked out for me in my favor.
0: Yeah. 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 James white had that touchdown run. Damian Harris had that awesome touchdown run. That was an impressive 25 yard run.
1: I felt so bad. I'll get – so what we'll do is Toss has, and I told you so, that he'll give, get to give at the uh, midway and at some point, whenever he feels like it, we'll do – I'll throw two things out there. Toss, throw two things out there. Takeaways from the Sunday. We'll ask each other a question we haven't heard yet. Um, and we'll go from there, breaking down football. But before we get into football, I just want to throw this at you because I don't know if you – not football-related, actually. Yeah. Uh, so – Have you seen the Malice and the Palace doc on Netflix?
0: I have not, no.
1: Dude, Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, Ron Artest, and then you have Steven Jackson all talking about the issue. It's with the fan, with law enforcement, with the refs. It just everybody's discussing this thing. Ben Wallace, and it was one of my favorite 30 for 30s I've seen. It wasn't a 30 for 30. It was a Netflix doc, but it was one of my favorite sports docs I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. I actually listened to Jermaine get interviewed by Ryan Rossillo and he, okay. he I think he dropped a lot of what actually happens in the doc. So after I listened to that podcast, I I wanted to go watch, but I also felt like I had gotten a little bit of a taste of it. Um, but I'll definitely have to go do it now that you've recommended it.
1: Because Now knowing Jermaine is key, Reggie's really key.
0: Well, Jermaine produced it, right? Yeah
1: yeah i mean you really see how jermaine and reggie really got she got dick down in dallas honestly yeah. um but for anyone listening yeah go go check that out it's great um but i figured you would like it if you haven't seen it so it's a must plus the i'm on part two of the the mets documentary on on uh 30 for 30 it's really good too
0: and we just had miles t on the show so we're we're heavily involved in the Pacers right now. We're rooting for them next year. Obviously, yeah. this was something that's uh, kind of a blemish on on the organization's record. But, yeah. but for some reasons, it shouldn't be, and that's why people should go watch the, the documentary because it's really layered. There's a lot going on there, um, a, a lot about legality and, and athletes and how Jermaine O'Neill was treated for sure. Which yeah, yeah,
1: I forgot a lot. Honestly, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy to uh, listen back. That. Yeah, before um, we get into cool, but back to the NFL football football uh, big takeaway. Um, I'll start. I guess I'll start a little negative. Uh, honestly, well, I don't get my and I told you so. And I just I think Mac Jones is a different case because I think that Patriots team is ready to compete. The defense is good. The offensive line good. The skill position players. There's not like sexy names, but they're all guys that are seasoned vets and can play a pivotal role in a key role and they fit the offense. And so for him to kind of get into that the Patriot way, it's similar to Alabama, the quick throws uh, just get the ball quickly. Don't make many mistakes. So the effort it's going to be, it's going to be kind of seamless. He's not asked to do as much. Whereas guys like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, they're walking onto teams that are garbage. Those two teams respectively are where the second and worst team in the NFL by a good amount. And Having a quarterback like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, it does not matter because that one pick does not save the team. That one draft does not save the team. It's pretty apparent, and we say this all the time, that it's two different sports. Same rules, two different sports. When Trevor Lawrence is in college at Clemson, it's a situation where he has the best offensive lineman, he has the best skilled position players, and his team is just better all around. Obviously, he's the best player but his team is better all around by and large than the opposing team. It's not the case in the NFL, with the Jacksonville Jaguars is actually quite the opposite. Zach Wilson, similar situation. And it kind of goes back to the point that I think we've made. Yeah. It's Trevor Lawrence and yeah, Zach Wilson's the number two pick, but those guys are blatantly rushed into the situation for the jets. It's kind of ridiculous because he's a BYU quarterback. He's not even a power five guy. And they don't even have a contingency plan. There's no real backup on the roster. They didn't go out and get Nick Foles. They didn't bring back Flacco in any capacity. They don't have a guy that's been there before that's a good mentor for Zach Wilson. They kind of just have Zach Wilson alone on an island over there in New York. And to say he was bad today is an understatement. He was horrid, like almost as bad as Nathan Peterman. It was really, he was not even, it wasn't even like he was like slightly overthrowing guys. He was throwing it. And at one point, the announcer's like, what are you, who was he throwing to? Just not have a good handle, didn't handle it well once he started to crumble. And to be honest, he shouldn't be out there. And I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence should be out there either because he doesn't look that great, to be honest.
0: So yeah, it seems like these
1: two young guys are rushed into the situation. It just kind of goes back. Unless your team is fully ready to compete, and that means the pieces around the quarterback, then the rookie quarterback shouldn't be thrust in to action right away. It just really ra- it rarely works out.
0: And the uh, guys it, can it,
1: fizzle out, get hurt. You know, it's a mental thing as well. It puts them it puts them a step back mentally. Like these this Jaguars and Jets team are they're still really bad outside the yeah. quarterback play. Just not good at all.
0: Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is really, really valid. And it's something that you harp on all the time. It's about about the construction of the roster where these teams are when they go and get that quarterback and Mac Jones going to the Patriots. That's a team that has a balanced offense. They've got decent weapons. They went and spent a lot of money there. They've got the defensive players. It's all in place for him to go. And yes, people are already criticizing him in comparison to Zach Wilson because they're like, you can't look at the two of them because he doesn't have to make the same type of plays. That's exactly why they drafted him so that he doesn't have to make those type of plays and he can find his footing as an NFL quarterback and quote unquote game manage, utilize the good rushing attack that they have. Damian Harris, James White, we already mentioned both of them scored and just go to work and let his team do a lot of the heavy lifting. And all he has to do is really execute. And it's the same thing, right? Fields gets slotted in because Andy Dalton goes down, but that's a good Bears defense. They've got Allen Robinson. They've got Darnell Mooney. They've got Cole Komet. Like, they've got good weapons. David Montgomery's their running back. Like, these are complete teams. And the last yeah. thing that you're doing is slotting in the quarterback. Yeah. Riverboat Ron came out and said, we're not going to go get our quarterback until we have the rest of our young core figured out. And 100%. so, yeah, it, it's just... I'm not surprised that these guys are struggling like this. Now I don't want to ride off Zach Wilson. I I don't want to say that, you know, he's toast. He's Josh Rosen. He'll never be a starting quarterback in the league. And he shouldn't be because we've got plenty of season left to see some good things from him. And obviously we know what he can do with his legs. We know what he can do on the run, but you can't make mistakes like that. I mean, in college, that ball's going over the head of a free safety, right? And it's no big deal, but this is the NFL. Those guys mm-hmm. are going to take advantage. And then that's how you lose is because you give opportunities to the other team. And we yeah. just saw it in the Sunday night game.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Well, on, right? On, Clyde, on
1: both ends. Kyle Clyde Clyde Lair, Lair. Lair.
0: He fumbles at the very end. Lamar Jackson wins it for the Ravens, which also that exchange between him and Harbaugh on the sideline was one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You saw yeah, that where Parbo yeah. was like, do you, what do you want to do? And, and Lamar was like, I want to go for it. So cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, look, that's a, he's just an absolute gamer. Um, and we kind of segue into that. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, because of the jets, they lose Becton for weeks. So their left right. tackle is done for weeks now. Your quarterback is thrust in there. A, you can't go back, and B, you can't go to anybody else because there's no one else on the roster that's as good as him, not even close. He's the best quarterback on the roster, but he's not ready yet. And in the Jag situation, as good as Trevor Lawrence was in college, there was going to be growing pains, and they're very evident. And like even Fields wasn't good. Like it's like it, it even Burrow, like Burrow struggled. Herbert, like it's Bur- Herbert's kind of like, you know, not been immaculate to start the year. It's like it's, you know, we saw with Matt Ryan was great as, you know, his, his first year's rookie year. They he had a huge sophomore slump then he adjusted his third year. And then what goes on to have a great career? I mean, there are still growing pains in the NFL. I mean, these guys like Mahomes and Lamar, they're just like not the norm. There are certain guys that come in and they're just freaks of nature and they take over. But even those guys sat like Mahomes sat a whole year. Lamar sat a majority of the year. Like rushing guys in, unless, like like Ron Rivera is saying, or like the Patriots have is a perfect situation. It's just not worth it. But I'll segue that into my next point is that there is a lot. NFL is a lot tighter than I personally anticipated. Mm. And it could be the fans being back. I guarantee that played a big part in Baltimore tonight. I really thought the Chiefs were gonna go in there and beat and beat them badly. And for a minute, it looked look like that would be the case, but they make mistakes. And the Ravens, who are a good football team with an excellent head coach and a and a quarterback who is the ultimate competitor, who will always will and find a way to win. He will do whatever. That's the that's the fourth down. That's the fourth down call right there. That's him in a nutshell. Legs, arm, anything. Lower his shoulder. He will will his team to win or die yeah, trying. And, and
0: a And short-term memory, right? Because that guy is—he is prone to turnovers. He really is, with how much he puts, he tucks the ball and tries to run it. I mean, he had over 100 rushing yards. He had over 10 carries. I think he had 12. Um, and with, you know, how uh, how reckless he can throw sometimes, how he can try and force balls in there, and he's thrown on the run. Like those are incredibly difficult throws to make, Mm -hmm. and it's no surprise that he. Throws interceptions sometimes. It's the same thing with Mahomes, right? Like Mahomes, that's what I was, yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. Mahomes
0: like, on the ground, right? He chucks it, and th- th- obviously it's, it can't get into anyone because he's not even he's he's levitated off the ground, right? Because he's uh, he's got a defender underneath him, and it's a pick. And unfortunately, th- there are other guys that try and do stuff like that, like Carson Wentz. And what happens to him is he gets injured. There, are all that to say, like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are a rare breed of quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they can get away with making those mistakes that guys like Zach Wilson can't. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really, yeah. The landscape of the NFL, it's a lot tighter of a race. I do think that the bucks feel pretty terrorizing to (laughs) the rest of the NFL, at least in my mind, What they can do defensively. I mean, putting a team away with two back-to-back pick sixes, was just epic in, in what Brady's doing, nine touchdowns, two interceptions through the first two games. We mentioned it a couple week, weeks, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, like he, how could you not put some money down on Tom Brady to win the MVP?
1: Yeah. You I can't absolutely
0: believe this guy is going to, to lead the league in touchdowns this year. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Unfortunately, my sleeper RB pick didn't happen with Ronald Jones, but it's because this team, he just does it with the pass, right? He threw two more touchdowns to Gronk the Brady Gronk connection is alive and thriving he's got four touchdowns through the first
1: two games gronk man he he's just he's some amazing. of these guys are just
0: a different caliber
1: well it's like mike oh mike evans we like mike evans doesn't do anything last week it's ab who makes his triumphant you know big game back and this week it's mike evans who has two touchdowns and gronk has right. got two touchdowns and gronk's like still like 31 and he's the best tight end ever like he took a year off. So what big whoop. He took a year off when he was like 28, 29. And he's now he's really back. I mean, damn right he's dangerous. And he's not getting the same amount of attention he got in New England. Right. Like that has to go to Mike Evans Godwin and A B. Like you just can't defend this team. And they're it's similar to like like Alabama, like the old miss game is going to be interesting, I guess, but it's in Tuscaloosa, kind of just to quickly, you know, touch on college for a hot second. Cause that was great this weekend, too. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Like the Florida team could have actually, you know, maybe beaten Alabama had they gotten the two point conversion and sent it to overtime in the swamp. There was a shot, but the thing with Alabama and the thing with this bucks team is like, they're just going to get better as the season goes on. And it's something right. like we constantly forget, like, This team, it's not like they're plateauing anytime soon. Like that Bama team is just going to get better as everyone else gets better. This Buccaneers team is just going to get better and better. And I do think that's a great point that they're in a league of their own. And I think- Well, from
0: especially part of that is from what we saw from some of the other NFC teams, right? The Seahawks drop a game in overtime. The Saints, I know their their coaching staff is dealing with a lot of, there was a lot of the coaches that weren't there because of the COVID stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, but they got thrashed by the Panthers who are supposed to be, you know, Vying for that last spot in the NFC South Division. Yeah. The Falcons who crushed the Falcons last week. Or sorry, the the, the Eagles who crushed the Falcons last week. They lose a game, right? They they come back down to earth. Like
1: mm.
0: all these other teams in the NFC, I mean, yes, the 49ers did win. They're 2-0, but it's the it, same thing with the Rams. I didn't see enough from these teams in week two and their week two victories to say, oh they're also the same type of two and O that
1: the Buccaneers are not even close. I think that's a great point, actually. Um, and I, I won't ask, ask my question now. And the
0: Cardinals, the Cardinals eked out a victory against the Vikings, the Vikings. But one of my big takeaways. Yeah, please look special teams is so, so important. It it always is. It always has been, it always will be.
1: Yeah.
0: End of the game. Dallas Cowboys, Greg Zerloin hits a 56 yarder. They win the game 20 to 17. Mm -hmm. This missed a field goal earlier in the game. Huge, right. Going into the this end of the second quarter could have gone into halftime tied 14, 14. He misses a 40 yard field goal. Mm-hmm. It's 11, 14 going into the half. Yeah. And then, and the Vikings, the curse of Blair Walsh, right. They, they miss a 37 yarder. I mean, a tragic, tragic loss. Cause they really needed that victory, but the Cardinals are a two and zero, and the Rams are two and and the, the Niners are two and zero, And it's, it's just different than what the Buccaneers have done.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And the special teams point is excellent. I mean, something we discussed on our other show. And they wouldn't even, the 37-yard field goal would have been like moot. They would have just gone to overtime, had that kicker hit the extra point earlier in the game. Right. So they were already in a in a, in a bad situation. And that the kicking is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. I mean, we got like the Rams almost blew it against the Colts, a team they should have handily beat. I am so not sold on that team. It's not even funny, and I haven't been from the jump. The Colts, me thinking the Colts are not going to be good is the equivalent. I mean, shout-out to Michael Pittman Jr. I was stoked about that, and Carson wants better come back. Better come back because Pittman Jr. because Eason's not good. It's my Stan Van Gundy of the NFL. That was like my one heavy hitter pick like or take last NBA season, and my heavy take of the NFL season is the Colts are not going to be competitive. They just don't have it on offense. Like that was like, they like the Rams made a critical era and they played a really bad second half and they still went into Indianapolis and got it done. And I agree with you that there's different kinds of two and O and those three uh, NFC West teams are very different than the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, even I, I mentioned obviously the, the chargers kind of mishaps special team side of the wall yeah. on that same second quarter drive the Cowboys have them at fourth and 20 and they rough the punter. I mean, those are kind of execution mistakes that you cannot make the penalties. There have been penalties, yellow flags flying all across the NFL for the first two weeks. And I get it. A lot of guys, you didn't want to play them in preseason. You don't want to get them injured. And there's so much validity to that because there are guys that are dropping like flies and that's how it always is. Um, But with that comes a little tightening of the screws on an execution standpoint, because
1: these teams are just
0: a lot of them are being way too, way too heavily penalized.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. A lot of penalties. Guys are, I'll, I see what you're saying for guys like, you're not wanting to get guys hurt. But at the same time, like a lot of these guys, because they didn't play in the preseason, are not at game speed. Right. And then, then they go out
0: there 100%, 110%, mm-hmm. and they haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah. And something bad happens, injuries. And then also penalties because they're not like fully acclimated. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think those points are great. The special teams, but you can't win. You can win. You can win with special teams, I guess, but you could definitely lose. Like you can lose with special teams. It could kill you. Like yeah. talk like Bama. Like the kick six. Outside of that, never. I've never seen Saban make a special teams mistake as far as I can think ever. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember a muff punt.
0: Yeah, I mean. The- a lot of games that they've lost to Auburn and LSU over the years have happened because their kickers haven't hit field goals. Right. And yeah. that's, that's part of special teams too. Your kickers, they, you know, they're college, obviously they're not getting paid for it, but in the NFL, you're getting paid to, to kick field goals, to make field goals, not just kick them, to make them.
1: Yeah. It's the only thing where the kid on the couch is like, yo, I could hit that. I'm like, no, but like no. this guy should hit this though. Like I get where you're going with that. Like I understand that like hyperbole or like whatever, but you should that you're you can't hit it, not even with a gun to your mother's head. But I understand what you're saying in the sense that, yeah, this guy's one job is to hit field goals. And if it's under 50, he realistically should be knocking it in, especially in September when the weather is nowhere near what it'll be in some places in like December or November, even a of yeah. January and February and playoffs start. Uh, what's your other point?
0: Um, well, Take I away. was instead of making a, a point, I'd like to. Deflect and ask you a question. Go for it. Are there any divisions where when you, Nick, and I broke down the divisions, we put our, you know, our first team, second team, third team, fourth team. Are there any clear jumps or jumbles of those lists in any of the divisions in the NFL that Ooh. you've seen?
1: Um, jumbles? I don't I need I'm excited to see how the North shakes out. I don't know what to make of the Steelers necessarily. Um, I even though the Chiefs are now one and one, I'm still headstrong on them being the top dog. Like I'm headstrong on the Titans being the top dog. I think the North is could be a little bit tighter than I anticipated. I was out on the Ravens because of the injuries clearly like it's next man up there, and I, the whole vibe of the Ravens organization is just really incredible. I'm in on the Cowboys. We'll see what the Packers do tonight. Um, no. I mean, I had the Seahawks, but I was like my sneaky teams with the Cardinals, the Panthers and the Broncos and like not to like jerk myself off here, but like those teams are hitting right now, especially the Panthers. And we are in a group text. You, me, our our acting coach, Nick, and he basically told me I was a a moron for picking the Panthers over the Saints. But yeah. he doesn't listen to Brandon Lang's podcast with Danny Lopriori, where I've learned <laughs> to hammer the home dog, which the Panthers were. And you brought it up that their coaching staff is decimated. No Marshawn Lattimore. Obviously, Michael Thomas isn't there. And I'm willing to uh, buy high on Jameis Winston, not being, you know, the prince that was promised necessarily. And it's only week, it was only week one. And fortunately, I was right. But I don't think there's, I think it's a great question. I need to see what the Packers do. Because if the Packers come out and flop against the Lions, then then that would be my then I will have to go with Nicky. Yeah, but who
0: are you? What are you doing? Who are you, you're pushing the Vikings to the Bear, one?
1: The Bears to one, I guess. Like I don't even right? know. Like that what? division. I mean, I, I'm not. It's a major what if because he he's going to be fine. Are there any for you that it's like a massive change? Bills are overrated, by the way. I know they took care of business today. But well, I, I think
0: I think I overrated. think obviously in week one the Dolphins played the Patriots and beat them. Yeah. But even with the Tua injury, from what I saw today, the Patriots are the better team. Yep. If you take away that Damian Harris fumble, I think they win that game. Mm-hmm. So for you as a Pats fan, I think you got to feel pretty good about the, the victory to get today against the Jets. Uh, I don't think it was a, it wasn't the 35-0 Buffalo Dolphins victory, but y'all mm. took care of business in every facet of the game. I would say, wow. yes, you've, you've hit, on your Carolina you've hit on um, the Broncos might be the second best team in the AFC West.
1: Well, and
0: that's, that's a look that the, the Raiders are also two and zero, so they might be the second best team. You, you can, you can make that argument for both of those teams. They're the Raiders are a lot more complete than I thought they were. And the Broncos are a very complete team. I mean, Cortland Sutton, I'm super happy that he was back to form. I know a lot of that yeah. is coming at, at Judy's expense, but Fant and Sutton both ate today. And, Teddy Bridgewater, man, him with Pat Shermer.
1: They've done it before. They're doing it again. No, he's good, man. He's a good football player. Yeah. And I I
0: think, I think the one thing that, and I know it's Russell Wilson Mm. and it's Pete Carroll Mm. and they're, they're a second half of the season team, except, except last year they weren't, but normally they are the Rams and the 49ers, their defense they just have such electric playmakers on the defensive side of the ball that they can do things that the Cardinals and the Seahawks can't. Yeah. I
1: push back. I, I look, the Cardinals. I, the Cardinals good.
0: Yeah, Chandler Jones up front with JJ Watt. And you've got is Isaiah Simmons. Sammons, yeah, but Baker. that's but look, it's not, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't even have brought in the 49ers because a lot of that is defensive scheme and they just have depth at, at the defensive positions. But Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey caught Caught an interception today, made a play on the ball to win them the game. There are not many defensive players in the NFL that can do that. Tons of offensive players with two minutes left where a quarterback can win a game for a team. Not tons, but there are players that do that, and we see them more often. There are very few players on the defensive side of the ball that win football games in primetime moments for
1: guys. Yeah, well, look, I think the Rams are... a rare situation where they have in their position groups defensive linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs. They have the best defensive back in football and they have the best defensive linemen in football. Yeah. I don't I if we I'm trying to rack my brain of a time where that was like the case. Like literally the best DB and the best defensive line were on the same team. I'll have to like really just kind of like break it down. I'm sure there's a situation I'm just not like remembering. I I'm pushing back on the Cardinals thing because the Cardinals I think have a will I know it did not look good good against the Vikings, but yeah, I think how, Vikings, good, how good are the Vikings? Well, the Vikings offense is good. JJ T- Thielen cook. I mean, like they, the Vikings offense is good. They like Brian O'Neill's one of the best right tackles. In the game. I mean, their offensive line's gotten better. Cousins is good. I think the Vikings have a good offense. I, I think Kyler is amazing. I, I think the Seahawks though, you bring it. The Seahawks is the one team in here where they had the game at
0: home. It's like a they reverse Raven situation today because they're at Seattle with the 12th man.
1: Yeah. They should have. I, that was a bad loss. They I got don't think the ball in, is... in,
0: in OT. I mean, they didn't win the, the coin toss, but they, they got the ball.
1: Like They they abandoned. They didn't do. They like abandoned the run today. Like they were up and they just like. Yeah. Carson got, got 12 so, carries, I think. Yeah. They got so pass happy with like. With, I mean, I know Lockett's great and they have DK, but they got so pass happy and they got so trickery and so fancy. And next thing you know, you're going to overtime with this Titans team who's hot. Yeah. Like they just got hot at the end of the game. And you know, they Henry ran all over them. Like he had that one busted run. And then he just kind of like pounded the shit out of them.
0: Oh, I it's so impressive to me. The most impressive thing about what he did today is that he busted out that 60 yard run in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, less than six minutes left. The fact that he has that type of stamina as a running back at his age, with how many carries he gets every single game, that's, that's tremendous.
1: It's an excellent point as well. You bring up because the defense did not have the stamina. That was the issue. The defense was gassed and he was not right. That's the, that's where the off season, uh, that's where his off season comes into play and that's where you see a guy like that i'm not equating him to michael jordan or kobe but like in those like why are those guys so good in the fourth quarter because of the work they put in in the offseason it's not just the shot the shooting and it's not just like the basketball skill it is the a lot of times endurance like who's in better shape than lebron james realistically not many people in the nba if anybody like he is not only the highest IQ player, maybe the best skilled player, not the best shooter, obviously, you know, not the best defender, but he's like good at, you know, very good at both, clearly. But he's also in the best shape. Like Derrick Henry is not only fast as lightning and just naturally massive, he's also right. in the best shape of any running back. So,
0: well, you would think that, like, further. those guys that are those kind of just unique specimens physically. Mm-hmm. That they would rest on their laurels at a certain point and rely on that incredible athleticism to take them to that next level, which they do in certain respects, but they also put themselves in the place where they're taking care of their body in the exact right way, where they can throughout the entire season, NBA season, NFL season long, including the playoffs and perform at that high level for a long amount of time, not just in games, but across the season. So I, that's just one thing that I was kind of like, God, I can't believe that happened at this point in the game. And it wasn't like a you know, fourth and one. where We're bringing it all out on the edges and you cut up the middle and you take it for 40 yards. It wasn't that kind of run either. He did it on the outside. And he beat the safety around the edge. So impressive. Well, yeah. one, one thing though, that I thought was really interesting, kind of just a little takeaway. Yeah. And it's Ram specific. And I'm going to cross sport this. Great. But so- They're in the red zone, the Colts, Mm -hmm. and the Rams are up, I think, 13 at this point. Yeah. Kenny Young, their linebacker, gets, they throw a flag on him Mm -hmm. and he pops up and he's jawing at the ref. He touches him, which resulted in his ejection. But as he walks off, Aaron Donald grabs him by the helmet, puts his face right in front of him. And just talk to him, talking him down for making sure that he doesn't do anything else. And then Kenny Young walks off. And Jalen Ramsey does the exact same thing. And I thought it was so impressive. I mean, he, I already knew he was going to get ejected. So there wasn't really much they could do outside of pre- prevent further, um, mm-hmm. further misconduct from their, from their teammate. Mm-hmm. It was just so interesting that, that that's happening uh, across sports because those again and it's not you to talk about Derrick Henry you talk about LeBron these guys these high caliber players top players in the league but they also have the mental capacity and that's why it what makes them such great players to be a team leader as well and we saw it with Manny Machado i texted you on saturday night about Manny Machado you know expecting greatness from Tatis not only on the field but with the other teammates in the locker room and i mean the padres at this point are what they're half a game back from the Cardinals and the Phillies, right? Yeah, they're they're not making the playoffs if the season ended today.
1: And I'm double checking you, but continue. This is a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, just it, if you want to be great, and you you have to recognize what sport you're playing in football, and baseball, and basketball, team sports. Yeah, and each win counts just as much as as any other one,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so you can't you can't let up. You can't see your other teammates, your other teammates can't see you letting up, staying focused, staying mentally in it from game to game, from play to play. Um, you know, they, they need Kenny young, they needed him today and they ended up winning the game, but you never know when your punter is going to fumble a pun, and the Colts defense is going to score a touchdown on you. Like, well, you, yeah. just, you never know those situations and. I it's just for Tatis. I think it's, it's really interesting. He's really young. Obviously there's a lot of room for him to grow and mature as a leader. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much more growing he can do as a ball player. Cause he's a hell of a ball player. He uh, get better at fielding for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I th- think that comes with it. I think that comes with it. And they're three and a half back from the wild card. They're not going to make the playoffs as it stands right now. And I don't think they will. And I'm not saying it's his fault because well, he's missed games, but he's probably going to win the MVP because the numbers he's put up are absolutely ridiculous. He's an right. unbelievable season. And it if would be inconsistent slipping- for us
0: to, to talk about, you know, a baseball team not making the playoffs, making the playoffs because of one individual player, especially a hitter. It right? does like, work like that. Right. But I think that that morale certainly spreads across the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at this incident and I think to myself, oh, wait, maybe I should pay attention a little bit more to his body language when he's on a slump and how he's reacting to his teammates. Does he care if he hits a home run or does he care if his teammates hits a home run to win the game? Like, what does he really want more? And if he wants to hit a home run to win the game more than he wants to win, that's an issue, right? And to Major. me, that's what that's what it looks like when Machado is really calling him out, calling him out.
1: Well, that's like the Cardinals. It's like Aaron Otto, Goldschmidt. They don't give a shit if they're the ones that knock it. If it's Tyler O'Neill, great. If it's, you know, Dylan Carlson, amazing. It, it's whoever gets it done, gets it done. Lamar Jackson, like, yeah, you know, he loves having the ball in his hands. I don't think he cares w- in any which way he wins. I don't think Mahomes cares either. Like, if Mahomes really wanted to, do you think they could have marched down the field and gotten a touchdown the way they are moving the ball? probably. But no, he's playing the smart game. He's going in, managing the clock, listening to Andy Reid. They're going to go down and kick the field, goal, which would have happened and had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not fumbled the football. Um, but yeah, it's a great cross sport. And it's Machado. Look, FTJ is going to learn. He'll learn from this situation. But Machado Machado signs in San Diego. and they can. And when he signed there, it was like, okay, they're not a playoff team will he ever even be a playoff team or is he just taking the money? His narrative, he's bet, right. They've put a good team around him. And in his eyes, it seems like he thought that FTJ had effectively quit on the team. Like, yeah, they're back three and a half games. And I'm saying they're toast, but realistically there, it's like 14, 13 games left in the season. They could They can make it. It's plausible. It's plausible. Yeah. Even the Mets aren't even done, which they are, but like, they're not done. You know, like anything could happen at the end of like, trust me, as a Red Sox fan, I know this, you know, from back in the day, anything could happen in September um, with, with like two weeks, three weeks left. So, yeah, a lot can go down. And I, I like Machado holding him accountable. I like the dice. I noticed that, too. I thought that was great that Donald and Ramsey did that. And that's just because winning is everything in sports. If you go to like a player, player reference on NFL, like they don't have this for basketball. Like I try to look it up for LeBron, but like a quarterback. They have their record like in their stat line, because in f- especially in football, winning is everything more, maybe more so definitely more so than baseball. And uh it depends who you are in basketball. Like Reggie Miller is going to the hall of fame win, win or not, doesn't really matter. Chris Mullen, same thing. You know, like those, you're, you can be like, and obviously in the NFL, you can be too, but if you're a quarterback, to the NFL, you better be Dan Marino. Like people are talking about Matt Ryan, MVP, like top tier numbers. Like even Phillip rivers, is, like who will get in the hall of fame, I think easily, but like, cause they don't have a ring. Like winning is everything in the NFL. Um, and then Mike, so my question to you before we uh, let everyone rock um, these two and O teams and they, the two and O teams are as it stands. You've met, we know how you feel about the bucks. Yeah. Um, niners. The Raiders. The Rams, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Panthers, who is going to, if anyone, fizzle out and flop first? Or who's the most surprising even? Well,
0: I, I think the Panthers are, there's a little bit of an asterisk in there for me because they played the Jets week one. Mm-hmm. And this didn't happen, uh, this this year and it, it hasn't happened ever in the NFL for a reason. They are playing rookie quarterback and a rookie quarterback has never won their first game. So in NFL history, never happened.
1: Look, you if Hey, Trevor, you take care of business?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're a good football team. Now they do play the bucks twice. I think that, you know, they caught the saints obviously on a bad week, but they made a, a statement win, not saying they're going to fizzle out, but, I'm not expecting them to, to end the season 12 and five. I would still be surprised if that happened.
1: Okay. I think it's still fair. even though I am high on them. Um, it's and no, 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 it's not saying like, look,
0: we, we both like Sam Darnold. Like I, I like Sam Darnold. I, I like a lot of their coaching staff too. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we share McCaffrey on a fantasy football team. So I'm gonna be rooting for that guy. They got Terrace Marshall. They got, they got a lot of good weapons. DJ Moore had a, you've been high on him. Uh, you really wanted him. You wanted to go and get him in a trade in fantasy and he had another great game. Um, they're just a good team. Yeah, and They have a solid defense as well. Uh, yeah. I think they would be my pick to fizzle out of those teams outside of the Raiders who at any point, I think Derek Carr could start putting up bottom 15 quarterback numbers and you know, if Jacobs continues to be unhealthy, I, I just don't know. I don't know with them. I, I know their defense is better,
1: but I, I just don't trust them. I'm in full agreement with you on the Raiders. I think the Panthers make this whole thing full circle. Shows you how bad the Jets are and how ill-prepared they are as an organization because Darnold is a good quarterback, goes to the Panthers who are a more complete team and is successful, at least to start. I know they play a decimated Saints coaching staff and the Jets, but you beat the bad teams if you want to make the playoffs. That's how you win. You don't drop those games. You don't drop yeah. any games. Well, and they
0: play the Texans next next week, so I, I
1: fully expect them to be 3-0. and Me too. You, If you are a good football team, you win that game. Now, I'm in on the Broncos, don't think yeah, I didn't, I, wanna, I didn't even
0: want to. I didn't even want to bring them up as somebody who could fizzle out because I don't think it's happening.
1: I think in the tiers, I'll tear it for you quickly because you threw like we were in agreement. With the Bucks, I think the Bucks are in their own level. I think the Rams are in their own level. I think the Cardinals are in a slight level ahead of the Buck and Buck Broncos, sorry, and the Niners who are in the next level. I think the Raiders are going to fizzle out first. My only thing is with them, I actually think they've unlocked rugs. Which, yeah, he
0: caught a deep the, touchdown today.
1: They have Renfro in the slot. They really didn't even need much out of Waller. The defense does look infinitely better. Yeah, Crosby and is really helping out. He's huge. And Jonathan Abrams, Abram has looked better too. He's good. He just was hurt. You know, he just gets injured. Like, you give you best ability is availability. He's a, he is a rough dude, though. He's a hitter. Yeah, um, he is.
0: He got manhandled by Najee Harris today, though.
1: <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I mean, look, the Steelers will be figure out better ways to use Najee. They'll figure out better ways to continue to spread the ball amongst their young receivers. I mean, those guys are good. Well, it's I, a
0: really unfortunate TJ Watt got hurt in the second quarter, which yeah, is it's tough huge. for
1: them. I mean, that's their best player of their team, the whole team. Yeah. Um, but I think the Vegas Raiders, with if if this rugs breakout game was for real, like mm-hmm. five, it wasn't like two receptions for 80 yards, it was five receptions for 113 yards. If they really start to figure him out, it adds a whole nother dimension to their team and Josh Jacobs or no Josh Jacobs are dangerous. but I'm with you, those are the two teams. Uh, any,
0: any teams just real quick that yeah. I, I mentioned like if there was anything you know as you're slotting out the different divisions in football, if anyone's moved up or down, has anyone cemented their spot for you? where they already were especially the people that are at the top of the division or the bottom of the division
1: yeah the giants i think are the worst um no actually i take that i wanted to harp on the giants i mean the the falcons to me
0: to me the giants we didn't even get really get to talk about this because we
1: obviously recorded before the thursday night game
0: but that giants washington game was incredibly close i know i
1: take it back and
0: daniel jones looked as good as he has like he looked great. He ran the ball really well. I I felt like Jason Garrett finally called a good game that, that fit his skill set, even mm-hmm. with Saquon uh, not really performing. So I'm not. Their defense needs to shape up a bit. They need to get more pressure on the line.
1: Well, there's um, like the, which is the, which is supposed to be their strong suit with Lawrence and Williams, right? And it's supposed to be a situation. Look, they penalized well, and Bradbury got
0: he got torched. He did. Yeah, and PFF has him as a top three. DB last year, but if you can't get any pressure on the quarterback, it's tough for him to do anything against Terry McLaurin,
1: but he also had a pick at the end of the game. He did. And back to your special teams point, they blew it on special teams. They had right. it. They won. Right. So I know not the giants. The team has like cemented itself for me. I think they suck is the Falcons suck. Yeah. The Falcons suck. That's all i have to say. Yeah. anyone I, else you want to throw out?
0: No, I just want to say that I, I think to me, it looks pretty clear that the Cowboys are the best team oh, yeah. in the NFC Yeah, You're
1: right. I right. told you so. Go for it, man.
0: That's my I told you so. I, yeah.
1: I'm i with that, you,
0: you were Obviously, Nick thought the Chargers were going to win. Um, they were supposed to win. They were supposed to cover. I think it was a three-and-a-half-point spread. You were with Nick on that pick just because of what the roster looked like going into the game. They didn't have Demarcus Lawrence. They didn't have Randy Gregory. They didn't have their two pass rushers. They're two edge rushers. And they still Parsons found a way to the end and and Parsons figured out a way to get involved. I thought the run defense still actually looked pretty good outside of a few rushes that, that Eckler, you know, busted up the middle. I told y'all Trayvon Diggs is a legit DB. He had a amazing. Pick. He's great. He's he's really good. He shut down Mike Evans. Mike Evans was great this week. He was bad last week because he had a good corner on him. And sometimes there are corners that can do that. And McCarthy tried to figure out a way to lose this game at the very end. I thought the clock management was terrible. He sucks. Yeah. Greg Zerline should have had a 46 yarder instead of a 56 yarder. Uh, One thing I'm puzzled by. Tony Pollard is better than Zeke. And I know Zeke had a good game. But Pollard is really good, man. And, And I finally was happy that Kellen Moore was willing to put him out there and not go back and forth between the two of them. Tony Pollard had series that he played in this game, and that was really impressive to me. I might
1: have to start him in fantasy. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, Man, I don't think that's crazy. Um, no, I don't think I. They just cemented their, themselves as the the best team in the NFC East to me. Yeah, after think- that close loss against Tampa Bay, where they
0: actually came down, kicked a field goal to win the game, and then Tom did his magic. Yeah. Like they they
1: could have been two and zero coming in yeah. coming into you know week three. Two really close games for the Chargers here. Yeah, they. It is very apparent that they have no problem getting down the field. Once they get down the field, there is a major issue getting into the end zone. And that is because the running back they have, who's excellent at what he does, is not a major threat in the red zone, to be honest. They don't yeah. have that Derrick Henry, Chris Carson type guy, which totally takes an element out of their offense once you get within the 10-yard line. Do you think
0: Roundtree can be that guy? I think that's why we saw more of Jackson and Roundtree today.
1: I really do. Well, yeah, no, that is why you saw more of them. They're gonna try that. Um, no, I mean, and that's why, yeah, like Zeke is different than Pollard. That's why it's great to have both.
0: That's yeah. why
1: it's, it's you know, it's yeah, I, mean, I just
0: it's it's more of look. I, I'm a little I'm being a little bold of stating that. Pollard is better than Zeke. I think in the open field, he's just a little bit, he's, he's faster, sure,
1: shiftier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, I, you need Ezekiel Elliott. He's so, strong. I just,
0: it's just for what we pay, you know, like what yeah, we pay to Zeke is, is, is tough, tough to swallow, but yeah, I agree. I don't think the chargers are for sure. Cemented themselves as the worst team in that division. I think it's just a good division. I think in three weeks, we, we see the Raiders at, you know, at two and three and the chargers are, are three and two. And then we're like, ah, uh, Okay. they're not the worst team in this division.
1: I don't think they are. I think it's a tough division as well. And I think that's the missing piece for that. I need it. We, I'm curious to see what Nick thinks. I'm not, I, if Nick doesn't listen to this great, you don't say anything. I think you and I are on the same page of the Eckler situation, which is not Eckler's fault. It's just a roster construction fault. I'm curious to see what Nick thinks, but yeah, you don't pay a running back that much and you don't take a running back in the first round unless you are absolutely complete. And even then it's a, it is a tough sell for me. I'm just, I don't care what Najee Harris is or Edwards-Lair or whatever. Like you take a lineman of some sort or you take like, if there's a sick tight end or a quarterback, that's it.
0: Anything, anything uh, to say about the Houston Texans?
1: I mean, are we going to see Deshaun Watson? Like what the hell? Like our, from a fantasy standpoint, is Miami going
0: to come calling?
1: They may. I mean, this is going to be an interesting week for Deshaun. (laughs) Oh God! What the! What a mess! What an absolute shit show! This is bizarre. They need to sort it out for just his sake, their sake, and the sake of these women. I for more so than anybody. It just needs to be sorted out now. I, mean, I know it's a legal. The legal system is in this in this country is, and that's like a whole other thing for another time. Is is not the best, um, but that yeah. needs to be sorted out. But yeah, the, the Dolphins. I'm sure going to be picking up the phone like this too. Injury. Who knows. Um, but that's all I have for the NFL. If you have anything else, we have to do some baseball next week.
0: Yeah. And we'll have to. Yeah. I, I don't think we gave the the proper due. We've gone for a little while now, so we don't need to keep going, but we didn't yeah. give the proper due to college football. It was a great week of college football.
1: Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that for maybe We could do that for radio, like college yeah. football and baseball. Yeah. We have, good good month of
0: October coming up. Right. We're in no. the full swing of the NFL, full swing of the of college football. We get playoffs and baseball, like, this is mm-hmm. when it's popping.
1: Yeah, baseball is great. It's definitely do a good baseball show. I mean, we have we have we have Isaiah Roby and George Niang coming on. So that's TCS interviews for the week. But then we have uh, obviously our our radio show, so we could get some of that done too. Yeah, sweet. All, All right, right, Toss. I'll see you to, see you tomorrow or Tuesday or some capacity when you when you back from uh, Dallas tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll be flying back from from dallas tomorrow and uh excited to get on the mic for our other podcast horns up talking texas with quant cosby talk through the uh the texas tech game coming up this weekend
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can reflect a little on the the bashing of the owls uh the rice owls that the texas did nice little bounce back but the, the rows. yeah so it's gonna be fun
1: sweetness um let me know if you need me to get you from the airport go to betonline.ag <laughs> fans out there drag both feet the mountains, swing on a full counter up that puck at that putt hit your pks because they're free hitch hit your free throws why
0: because
1: they are free they free we out show we love you